It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, the real Ed Oliver. Today is just going to be a lot of news and notes. The Washington Wizards interviewed Johnny Davis from Wisconsin. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. And there, there are reports that Washington has discussed internally about trading back in the draft. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so I do want to talk about the playoffs a little bit somewhere in this podcast today. But um, there are reports. I listened to Quentin Mayo's podcast, and he said the Washington Wizards have internally discussed trading back in the draft. And he said that this was before they even got picked 10. So Quentin Mayo is a reporter for the Washington Wizards. He has a podcast, and that's what he talked about. That's what he, that's what he's heard. And it makes a lot of sense for the Wizards to trade back, in my opinion. It kind of makes sense for them to stay, too. I do want to go over some historical trade backs. You know, I didn't go back to, like, 2010 or 2005. Um, I just went back three years, and I screenshotted, took some pictures of some trade some trade backs and a lot of the trade backs were from that, that sweet spot that we're in. I'm, it's not really a sweet spot. I feel like eight, nine and 10 are kind of an awkward spot. You can still get a good player, 
but you're not a top five pick. It's kind of like I said with the Wizards before, we're in that that treadmill mode, kind of like that purgatory where it's not a terrible spot. It's not a great spot. It's not an awful spot. It's just where you are. You're right in the middle of everything. And I do want to go over some <clears throat> some tradebacks in the past and you know how they worked out, could have potentially worked out for the Wizards. And it doesn't really mean anything because every year is different. The player pool is different. You know, some drafts do have some diamonds in the rough, like Anton Jameson, the pro player, uh, personnel director for the Washington Wizards, former all-star for the Wizards, former Wizards legend. Anton Jameson said they're looking for their diamond in the rust. We've, rough. We've heard Tommy Shepard say we're looking for 15. We like 15 guys, which is normal GM speak around this time. You think about the NFL draft GMs, they don't want to play their cards. Tommy Shepard doesn't want to play his cards. What he wants to do is, you know, keep his cards in the vest, as he's been quoted to say. And he's not gonna he's not gonna show his cards once again, like 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 I keep saying. Um, but that's what you're supposed to do as a GM. You know, some people call it, you know, lying or fibbing season. You're not going to tell everybody what you want to do. So saying that you like 15 guys, I don't have a problem with it because it's GM speak, it's coach speak. That's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to let everybody know what you want to do. So I, I get that's what every GM is basically saying. So I do want to talk about Johnny Davis though. So he's one of the te- he's one of the guys that are where Washington was reported as one of the teams that interviewed Johnny Davis. So this is from Mike Vorkanov. Um, he is a, a basketball business reporter. Uh, saw this tweet on Twitter. He said. The wizard, uh, six foot five, Johnny Davis, guard from Wisconsin, has already interviewed with the Knicks, Pistons, Cavaliers, Spurs, Wizards, and Nuggets. He said, so all those teams that are listed have you know really picked ten and 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 lower. I mean, the Pistons have a, a bunch of top five. They have a top five pick. The Cavaliers are, I want to say, the fourteenth pick. The Spurs are in the teens. The Spurs have two picks in the teens. Wizards were at ten. The Nuggets are a mid round pick as well. The Knicks are right behind us at pick eleven. So. That's right around that range for Johnny Davis. So I do want to get a, I do want to read some of a scouting report and some numbers that I found on Johnny Johnny Davis just to give you guys some background from Wisconsin. Um, Johnny Davis he has he has a decorated career and a lot of he's a he's a polarizing player right now. So he was the Big Ten Player of the Year in 2022, All Big Ten in 2022, consistent All American, averaged 19 points a game, 8.2 boards a game. He's six foot five, 196 pounds from Wisconsin. Um, you're six foot five and rebound and getting eight boards a game. That's what really stands out to me because. You know what the Wizards are looking for. They're looking for dogs, shooters, guys that can defend. Johnny Davis is a capable defender. You look at him play against Jay Nivey, who's my number one on the big board, and they battled back and forth in that game. That game really impressed me. The Michigan game is the game that I watched. I don't know if that's the game where Jawan Howard had the altercation. Um, That's neither here nor there, but um, the game that I watched, Johnny Davis, that really impressed me, it was the Michigan game where he got the ball in the high post. He used his right hand, got to the basket, Used his left hand on the next play, got to the basket again. Then they gave gave the ball to him in a high post. They just they just gave him the ball, and told him to go score. They told him to go score. He was the number one option by far. He took a lot of tough shots. That's what they wanted him to do. That's what he had to do um, with that offense. No disrespect to his teammates, but you know the offense ran through him. Now he had an ankle injury towards the latter part of the season, like right before the Big Ten tournament. Didn't play too well in the Big Ten tournament. Um, and I think it really hampered him, kind of like Ty Ty Washington when he got that ankle injury. But Johnny Davis is a bucket getter. He's an elite scorer. In college, he's an elite scorer. He does have some traits that I think can translate the, the step back, the behind the back. He loves that a lot to create separation and get open and knock down shots. I think he's athletic. He can get in the passing lanes as well. Um, he has pretty long arms. So um, I want to go over his measurements here at the combine, too. So his official NBA combine measure is six foot five in shoes, six foot eight wingspan. Um, Eight eight foot seven of seven and a half inch standing reach. 
at 196 pounds with 6.7% body fat. So that's very similar to Devin Booker. And when I watch him play in college, he does similar things to Devin Booker, where they do give him the ball in the post. He, he can post up turnaround jumpers, step back jumpers. He can post you up, he can back you down at the college level. We'll see if that can translate to the NBA level. But he's, he's an elite scorer. He's a three-level scorer. He can get to the basket. He can score, finish through contact. I like Johnny Davis a lot. 44% from the field, 72% free throw shooter, which I think he's a better shooter than that, in my opinion. Now, 30% from three, four attempts per game is definitely uh, something he needs to improve on, his three-point shooting. But I like the form, and he's just a natural scorer. Um, the concern for me is, is watching a guy like James Booknight last year. And that was James Booknight's his rookie season. And he didn't get to play a lot with the Hornets. You know, I guess he didn't earn playing time. Didn't really get to watch the situation. But scoring guards that come out of college, sometimes it takes some time, just naturally like every other player. And sometimes they hit the ground running. But I do like Johnny Davis. If we get him, at, I wouldn't be upset. The fit is the question. You know, he immediately he's most likely going to come off the bench behind Bradley Bill. But I don't have a problem with that. Like I said, earlier, if I, if I said I had a problem with that, I'd be contradicting myself because I do like Jaden Hardy from the G League. And I said I would go against the green. And I wouldn't be mad at picking Jaden Hardy from the from the G League at night, who's a six foot five or six foot four shooting guard, who's more of a scoring guard. He's a microwave scorer, somebody. And I think the Wizards haven't had a guy that can come off the bench and just get buckets like a microwave guy, like a Jamal Crawford, or you know, we had Nick Young or or Jordan Clarkson or Lou Williams, guys like that could just come in and, and just score instantly. But Johnny Davis gives you he gives you rebounding prowess and he gives you defensive prowess as well. So this is a stat. This is from Pell's Muse on Twitter. They, they said Johnny Davis shot 21 for, for 54, 38.9% on half-court catch-and-shoot threes. Now, he's a 30% three-point shooter, which is concerning, but the catch-and-shoot threes, which is what gives me hope for his three-point shooting to translate to the NBA. Um, he had a 32.5 usage rate, which was highest among all top 50 prospects. So that that's telling there when you're, you're, when you're dribbling the ball and you have that usage rate, you're seeing double teams. You're shoot. You're seeing triple teams in college. You're seeing two, three zones. You're seeing box and ones that that were being thrown at Johnny Davis. So you know he he was on ball a lot, a lot. Now he's not a point guard in my opinion. He's more of a shooting guard. Like I said, he played similar to Devin Booker, but he played in the passing lanes and he got a couple easy steals. And I think he has good athleticism too. He had a couple one hand dunks if you watch his tape and his highlights. He had a couple poster dunks as well. So I'm intrigued by Johnny Davis. There's a lot of guys like Tommy Shepard said that I like as well. He averaged. 1.1 assists per game, one one steal per game. Um, so if you're looking for a playmaker, is he capable of doing it? Sure. Um, defensive rating, 96.9 defensive rating and a 4.2 win share. So Johnny, he puts up some good numbers, man, seriously. He had a, he had a really good career. He, he's a sophomore, really improved from his freshman. Now, his freshman year, he shot the three ball better. Look at his percentages. He shot 38% from the three, but he only shot one three per game. And he averaged seven points per game his freshman year. So he really took a leap from his freshman year to his sophomore year. So I love seeing the improvement there from Johnny Davis. So I'm, I'm intrigued by Johnny Davis. I really, I really am. I like him. I'm not going to say I like him a lot. There's a couple guys at 10 there's, that I really like a lot. It's debatable, but we'll see. I, I do like Johnny Davis. He's one of the guys that I do like. I picked 10. That would make, that would somewhat make sense. It's just the fit. You know, he's coming off the bench behind Bradley Bill. How much playing time is he, gonna, is he going to get? Can he contribute? I think defensively he can come in and make an impact. And I think he can create separation and create a bucket for himself. So I do think he would earn playing time instantly if the Wizards draft him at 10. But let's get to trading back. I'm going I'm to bring up about three or four possible trade proposals to trade back. And I'm going to talk about the history of trading back and how it has it really worked out for some teams. But before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by Sakara. 
Filling your best starts with what you eat. Sakara helps you live a healthy, balanced lifestyle and truly enjoy it with a delicious plant-rich transformation, nutrition that builds a foundation for living in your best body. Sakara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. Sakara gives you the tools you need to transform your life with their organic, ready-to-eat meal delivery program and functional wellness essentials. Their, nutritional, their nutritionally designed chef-crafted breakfast, lunch, and dinners are made with powerful plant-rich ingredients, helping boost your energy, support your digestion, curb your sugar cravings, and get your skin glowing. Plus, it's all delivered right to your door, ready to eat. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash lockedonnba20 or enter code LOCKEDON20. That's all caps at checkout. At checkout so all caps for locked on, and then the, the number's 20 at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash locked on 20 to get 20% off your order at Sakara.com slash locked on 20. So I want to thank you guys for listening to Locked, making your first listen, Locked on Wizards every day. Make sure to go check out Locked on NBA Big Board. Host Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA Draft, mock draft player rankings, and of course, Big Boards. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring, but for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so let's talk about trading back here. I'm going to read the quote that I found from Quentin Mayo's podcast. I wrote it down. I'll read it real quick. He said, Washington has internally in, internally discussed trading back in the draft lottery before the lottery. More likely, and he says they're more likely to trade back than trade up. He says there's a 70% chance that the Wizards will trade pick 10 either for a veteran point guard or trade up or trade back. So here's a list of teams that do have multiple picks. Looking at NBA draft.net, looking at the mock draft, just looking to see who has multiple picks that the Wizards could um, trade back with. Uh, the first team is the Charlotte Hornets. They have pick 13 and they have pick 15. So will they want to trade back with the Wizards? It's possible. That's a trade scenario that I could that could possibly happen. I don't see the Hornets trading pick 13 and 15 to move up three spots to pick 10, unless they really, really, really love somebody at pick 10. Like I say Benedict Matherin falls to pick 10 when he's really not supposed to, or Shaden Sharp falls to pick 10 when he's not supposed to. I think a lot of people are going to just be ringing the Wizards' phone. Tommy Shepard's phone is going to be ringing off the hook if somebody like Shaden Sharp drops to 10 or A.J. Griffin Drops to ten. I think teams would just be like, "Hey, come on, we, we just want to. We'll give you these picks. These guys were not supposed to be here. We'll make the move right now. We'll give you picks 13, 15. Uh, But the Hornets, they're looking for a big. They want they they're looking for a big. They don't really have an established big. They have they have Plumley. They have Nick Richards. But I know they're looking for a big man for sure. Um, the Spurs are another team that have two picks in the first round. Um, they have pick twenty 
and they have pick 25. So maybe, like I said, the Spurs, they they really like A.J. Griffin from what I've heard and seen. Um, and A.J. Griffin, once again, if he drops to 10, I feel like the, the Spurs would definitely pick the, the call the Wizards for pick 10. But it's like the Wizards, you might as well stay, stay and get A.J. Griffin. You might as well stay and just get Benedict Mathurin, in my opinion, if those guys drop to 10. Uh, another team is the Memphis Grizzlies. They have pick 22 and pick 29. Um, in the first round. So those are some, those are three teams I could possibly see the Wizards calling to discuss trading back, um, especially if nobody that they really like is there at 10, or even before the draft, they, if they want to make that call and make that trade, um, they possibly could. So let's go over the recent history here of picks that, um, and Jake Fisher did say, he said Memphis, San Antonio, and OKC are inter- interested in trading up. So those are those are the teams that I basically said they're interested in trading up uh, to consolidate. This is per Jake Fisher. So like I said, Memphis has two first round picks. The Spurs have two first round, two latter round picks that they they are looking to package up um, for guys. So the first trade that I found that was recent was Mikhail Bridges uh, for the Suns, who's an excellent three and D player, can shoot the lights out. Just got paid. Just got a contract extension on the Suns. Was a part of that final team. Was a part of the team this year that got that got beat up on by the Mavericks. In game seven, but he's been a key contributor for them. He's definitely played above expectations for sure. Um, this was, I want to say this is the 2019 draft. Yeah, this is the draft with, or I'm sorry, this is the 2018 draft with Trey Young, Luka Doncic in that draft, Michael Mikhail Bridges in that draft, DeAndre Aiden's in that draft. Um, so the 10th pick, the Suns traded up with the Sixers. So the Sixers had the 10th pick, the Sixers traded back and got the 16th pick in the 2021 first round pick that was from the Miami Heat. So with the 10th pick, the Suns drafted Mikhail Bridges. That's a win right there for them. The Sixers traded back and got Zaire Smith, who had a medical condition. And I'm sorry, I have not kept I have not kept up with Zaire Smith at all. But it's unfortunate he had a medical condition. So I'm not going to call him a bust. But basically, um, if the Wizards did that, we would be highly disappointed We if we got a player that had a, a career so far like a Zaire Smith. Um, and it's unfortunate what's happened to Zaire Smith. But production-wise, for the pick that you got – the Sixers lost that trade. All right, so this one is another one. This is from uh, Zach. This this Zach. This is the Zach Collins trade. This is I want to say this is the twenty seventeen or twenty. I'm sorry, I don't have the years. Twenty. This is the twenty seventeen draft. Um, the Blazers had pick ten, or I'm sorry, the the uh, Kings had pick ten. So they traded pick ten with the Blazers. The Blazers got the fifteenth pick and the twentieth pick, which I could see the Wizards doing something like that with the Spurs. So the Blazers. They ended up trading. They ended up trading up to pick ten, and they got Zach Collins, the center who's no who no longer is on the Blazers. He's on the Spurs now. But Zach Collins has been a solid rotational big. You know, is, did they hit on that pick? No, but they didn't get a, a bust. I think he's a good player, not a great player. It's kind of like what the Wizards have right now. They have good players that they picked in the last three years, but they don't have great players. They don't have franchise guys or number one guys, somebody that you can build your franchise around. And Zach Collins is certainly not that. He's more of a rotational guy, a backup big, in my opinion. Um, they traded back to um, – and the Kings traded back. They traded their 10th pick back with the with the Blazers. They got the 15th pick and the 20th pick. The 15th pick ended up to be Justin Jackson, and they got Harry Giles. Harry Giles, I got to look up and see if he's in the league anymore. He went to Duke. He was the number one prospect in high school at, at the time, but he tore his ACL, and his career is not paying out as well at all. Justin Jackson – uh, his career is not paying out as well. He's been an okay rotational 3 and D guy. He can shoot the three, but he's not very physical. doesn't really play through contact a lot. Um, so basically, the Kings lost that trade. So that's telling me, hey, oh, this is another one trade that I found as well. This one, 
Marquise, Marquise Chris was the eighth pick for the Suns. So the Kings had the eighth pick. They traded back a couple years ago. They had they picked up Bogdan Bogdanovich, by, by who was a good player. He plays for the Hawks now. He's, he's an elite shooter, can create for himself, can get buckets. Plays really, really good uh, uh, next to Trey Young. I like Bogdanovich a lot. Um, the guy they got back in the third, they got the 13th pick and the eight, 28th pick. So in simple language, the Kings had the eighth pick. They traded back with the Suns for the 13th pick, the 28th pick, and Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, with the 13th pick, they got Giorgio's Papayanis. Giorgio's Papayanis. And they got Scala Bessier, who Scala Bessier from Kentucky at the 28th pick, who's not in the league anymore. Scala Bessier was highly touted coming out of high school. Um, didn't have a great career at Kentucky either. That's why he went at 28th. He was projected to be like a top 10 pick coming out of high school. Everybody projected that to happen, but it just didn't work out. It didn't work out for either team. So nobody really won that trade back trade. The Phoenix Suns got the eighth pick. They got Marquise Chris, who has been on multiple teams now. Marquise Chris is on the Mavericks now. He's on the bench. Um, and he he's not a bust or anything like that, but he's been in and out of the league on multiple teams. So nobody won that trade at all. So some of these trade backs are kind of funky in my opinion. I'm going to say one more trade back, and then we're going to wrap it up. I'm going to talk about some guys that impressed in the combine as well. That definitely caught my eye uh, before we wrap up. But this episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. So I'm sorry, guys. I almost forgot this one trade. That is a trade proposal that was circulating on Twitter. I want to I want to get you guys feedback on this trade. I want you guys to comment down below yes or no, why or in, and why not, or why would you in uh take this trade? So this is from somebody on Twitter, Evan Townsend on Twitter. He is an NBA draft analysis with Project Spurs. So he says, this, this is why I brought up the Spurs too. So his draft day trade idea is the Spurs receive, and I'll, part, I'll probably pin this comment down below so you guys can read it in plain English. It's, it's, it's a lot of reading to read out these picks and whatnot. So the Spurs receive Kyle Kuzma, Corey Kispert, and pick 10. The Wizards receive Doug McDermott, Joe Weiskamp, picks 9, pick 20, and pick 25. So the Wizards essentially get three first-round picks. They give up one first-round pick, but they give up Kuz and they give up Corey Kismer. They receive Doug McDermott and they receive Joe Wisecam. Now, Doug McDermott is basically what Corey Kispert has been compared to coming in, an elite shooter, a guy who can – a movement shooter who can knock down like three or four or five threes a game. That's what Doug McDermott does, Dougie, Dougie, Dougie McBuckets. Um, Doug McDermott is, is is somewhat athletic too. I've seen him have a couple dunks too, as same, same as Corey Kispert. He's pretty athletic. Um, has had a couple dunks. So you're basically trading for what you want Corey Kispert to become in the NBA. And then you're giving up Kyle Kuzma for pick nine, pick 20, and 25. So pick nine, hopefully Mathurin will fall. You would get him a pick nine, in my opinion. Pick 20, I would get Jaden Hardy. Pick 25, I'd probably get like J.D. Davidson or Alabama. Or the guy Jalen Williams, who has really, really shot up draft boards in the NBA draft combine. I do want to do 
an episode talking about him. I may get Mavs draft back on just to get a breakdown on, on Jalen Williams because he's played really, really well in the combine lately. And he's a guy that rise up in the draft. Where he run, He's not similar to Kevin Herter, but I remember when Kevin Herter, who was a Maryland alum, a Terp, he had a great combine. He was scoring. I want to say Jalen Williams had like 20 points. He was like six for eight in one game. He's, 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 he can shoot three. He can dribble. He can create a shot for himself. He's about six, 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 seven. I got to do more research on him out of Santa Clara and watch him a little bit more. But if the Wizards trade back, that's somebody that could definitely intrigue them. And I, I think they should definitely take a look at him. Uh, but for me, I would say no. The reason why I say no to this trade proposal is because I don't want the only way I'm going to give up Kyle Kuzma is if I'm trading up to pick four, the Kings pick, who they are looking to trade that pick, um, reported by Jake Fisher, per Jake Fisher from The Athletic. That's the only way I'm trading Kyle Kuzma, is if we're trading up to pick four and possibly getting Jaden Ivey. That's the only way I'm trading Kyle Kuzma. I'm not trading Kyle Kuzma to trade back, but technically you trade up and back at the same time. So you get three first-round picks. Only what I would do, I would take Kyle Kuzma off the list. I would take, I would keep Corey Kispert to pick. I would have my trade would be Corey Kispert pick 10, for Doug McDermott and pick 20 and pick 25. That's the trade I would do. Joe Wisecamp, he can shoot the lights out as, as well. I want to say he went to Iowa University in the Big Ten and he could shoot the leather off the of basketball. Um, but I would do Corey Kispert and pick 10, keep Kuzma, and then take Doug McDermott and pick 20 and pick 25. That's what I would do. But honestly, the salaries have to match there. That's the thing with the Wizards. The salaries have to match. So technically, you can't do that. But I, I, the proposal is intriguing. But personally, I would say no. But pick nine, 20, 25, Doug McDermott and Wisecamp, it's not a loss. But like I said, Kyle Kuzma had such a great year. I know Kyle Kuzma is coming up on a contract year. Um, he has a player option after next season, and he most likely will be making more than $13.5 million for sure. So um, it's an intriguing trade. Like I said, you guys comment um, yes or no, um, whatever you guys think on that trade. So it's, it's, it's an intriguing trade proposal. A lot of Wizards fans were very negative on that trade. But uh, like I said, if, if you're going to have Bradley Bill on the roster too, you, I think Kyle Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma played really, really well next to Bradley Bill. So I wouldn't I wouldn't trade Kuzma to trade back. I'm only trading Kyle Kuzma to trade up because I, I like the way that Kyle Kuzma and Bradley Bill played together um, during the season. So, um, But yeah, there's only one more trade history, historical trade that I have is actually Doug McDermott. Um, the Bulls traded Doug McDermott. I'm sorry. The Nuggets traded Doug McDermott and Anthony Randolph. Pick, they traded pick 11 to the Bulls. Um, the Nuggets traded back. They got pick 16 and pick 19. So this is the trade in plain, plain English. The Nuggets had pick 11, and they had Anthony Randolph on the roster. They traded, they traded it to the Bulls for pick 16 and pick 19. So that's the equivalent of the Wizards for trading pick 10 and, let's say, Denny. Pick 10 and Denny or pick 10 and Corey. I mean, Denny and Corey are better than are having better careers than Anthony Randolph. But let's say they, they trade pick 10 and one of the young three for pick 16 and pick 19 or pick 20 and 25, which is what the Spurs have. So let's see how that trade worked worked out in hindsight. Who won the trade? The Nuggets end up getting Doug McDermott. I mean, some, I'm sorry. The, the Nuggets ended up getting Yusuf Nurkic and Gary Harris at pick 19. So those are two good players. Both those players are not on the roster anymore, but those are two good players. If they end up, if the Wizards ended up with a Nurkic and a Gary Harris, I would be very happy with that. Those are two productive players. But what happened is later on in – two years after Nurkic played really well, but a guy named um, Nikola Jokic, the two-time MVP was drafted by the Nuggets in the second round as well. And Jokic was so good that Nurkic requested a trade and Nurkic ended up getting traded to the Blazers. So, um, but that's one trade that worked out for the Nuggets. The Nuggets have just swung and they just made some really good moves in the draft. They've been able to draft well. Tim Connolly 
is reportedly to be discussing or had discussions with the Timberwolves to join them as their um, GM. So we'll see about that. But uh, you guys let me know what you guys think about Johnny Davis. Definitely comment yes or no for that trade proposal. And I just want to thank you guys for making Lock on Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on NBA from the first jump ball of the play-in tournament to the last possession of the finals. Locked on experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.